Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. This is Shem BPM number 69. That's by Screamy Sheer for Men. Sheer number 69. In this book, Holy Intimacy, where we give Sheerim, which I gave for the women, gave also for the men, but with a men's perspective. It talks about the first night of marriage, which we're really not going to get into now. Um, but just the concept behind it and what's negative to every marriage, even way after way after the first night. The idea being is what you, a lot of things, if you, what that are properly, properly taught to a chassan and kala are things that are not just unique to the first night and the halachas there and, and the hanhaga then, but a lot of the training, the healthy training of a chassan and kala are or should be those concepts that will help a married couple all through their life all through their life, not just wedding night, not just Shana Rishina, but all through their life. The idea of being attentive to what you, what, to what the person needs, what your wife needs, help them, help her feel comfortable, and and actively listen to your wife without judgment, without blame, without personalized statements, and respond in a reassuring way to her when after you listen to her and these are keys to leading a friendship and to realize to have a tremendous ahava towards your wife but also a certain healthy respect certain awe of the experience this awe this ahava and yira yira now it sounds very strange okay it sounds very strange when we say that when you're one's intimate with one's wife, there needs to be a certain awe about it. Ahava makes sense. Everyone knows that. And if you want to say there's a certain awe, maybe that's from the concept that the Shechina is down here. The Shechina comes in when there's Shalom. So the Shechina is here. So there's a certain type of reverence and respect for the Shechina that's here when you're being intimate the right way. But there's a certain concept that even intensifies the love, intensifies even the physical desire, if you do this properly, by thinking of your wife as a special, unique neshama that's in her body that is something extremely high and extremely precious. If you do that the right way, that or, so to speak, or that respect, not only does not diminish love, it increases love. We say, the Rabbin Yoyna brings this down, that by a human being, usually, it doesn't work this way. He says, by a human being, the more ahava you have, the less yira you have. The more yira you have, the less ahava you have. The more love you have for a person, the less awe or respect you have for a person. The more respect and awe you have for a person, the less love you feel for the person. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not that way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Ahava could be endless, and the Yira, the awe could be endless. They don't contradict each other. Truth be told, between a husband and a wife, the right way, you're connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Shechina is there, and you're connecting to your wife's soul, which is a part of Hashem, a chilek of Hashem, a tzelem alikim of Hashem, a nishmas yisol of Hashem, here, too, the love and a certain healthy respect and awe not only do not contradict each other, they complement each other. 
when someone has respect for their wives, appreciating them as a human being, then the love intensifies, not decreases. The, even the physical desire, the sexual desire, intensifies in the right way, not, does not diminish when you have this concept of awe or respect for your wife. And that is very, very important. One thing, though, that um, to talk about, which people talk about, Hassan and Kala teachers talk to them about the first night of marriage, that is important to know, to tell, or to mention to your children, or whatever it is you use, your shikaladas, or maybe you just leave it to the Hassan or Kala teacher. But it could apply, and it does apply to all areas of marriage, which is that very often a chasen kala are exhausted after the wedding and they need to sort of detox a little bit, focus, you know, like calm down, talk to each other, whatever it is, recognize that you're exhausted, recognize that this is taka, a tremendous mitzvah, but it could be nerve-wracking sometimes for both, both or one. Even though you're excited, it's a combination of being nervous and excited. And at that point in time, your bodies are not used to doing this. And you don't know how your bodies will respond too quickly, too slowly, or not responding at all, like shut down. All of these things are normal. All of these things are natural. And the key really is, is not to use that. We're going to talk about this, that to not to get all mevulval if the first night of your wedding does not work out well on the physical plane or even if you have to struggle a few days or weeks till you get used to each other. It's not a reflection on what your marriage is or could be. So these things, it talks about um, over here about what to do the first night. But the truth is, is this concept of when a husband and wife, even after years of marriage, are exhausted or tired or whatever it is, they need to learn to be patient with each other. But it's not a commentary on your chemistry or the quality of your marriage. It's very, very important to know because many times people feel that if they something went, was off during that wedding night or near the wedding night where it wasn't connecting, wasn't clicking, whatever the reasons may be, physically I mean, sexually I mean, then it means that they don't really have a connection, and they don't really have chemistry. No, it has zero, zero connection to how you marriage, the quality of your marriage. That's a very, very important thing to know. And in every, any given time in your marriage, you can't assume that either. The idea is, is to develop a mutual assurance that will give each other a certain safety, a certain trust, a certain love with one another. Another thing that's important to know that the real most important sexual organ is not your sexual organs themselves, but your brain. Because your experience and your wife's experience a lot depends on emotional states, psychological states. Um, For women, for example, it could create a tightening of the muscles, making it difficult for sexual intercourse to take place. In that case, you need the lubrications and things like that. For a man also, sometimes it, it creates uh, um, issues when there is a, a certain emotional tension or, spirit, or whatever tension there are that could affect it. 
But the key is, is to be patient, to be loving. Another thing that's very important is, and science confirms it, and when we always say science confirms it, I say this a lot, we don't need science to confirm anything in Tyra. Tyra is MS the way it is. Maral talks about this often. But nevertheless, the fact that Bismanazet, especially as we're leading towards Ikvesa the Meshicha, the last one, last generation, hopefully leading towards Mashiach Tzidkenu, Hashem is opening people's eyes if you want to see how science is conforming with Tyra very much. So anyway, they study with science that a man who spends time with his wife by the time of physical intimacy and does not leave her immediately after intercourse, there's, and they cuddle after sexual relationship, it, 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 it contributes tremendously to the overall sexual satisfaction and the health of a couple's relationship overall. And that's the problem. When a man feels loses interest immediately after intercourse, he may leave his wife feeling used or vulnerable or empty. See, this is another thing to be to important to say that the Be'ilas Mitzvah, the first night of the wedding, or the first time that intimacy was successful, that right away you have to be Pirish, you have to move away, that is the exception of the rule. And what Hassan and Kala teacher needs to explain this to the Hassan and Kala, what you're going to experience in the halachas of the first night of marriage, or if it doesn't work then, you attempt it again, but with the first time you're successful, and there's an actual um, bia, actual sexual intercourse, that you have to separate from one another, that is only that first time. The rest of the time, the opposite is true. You need to stay together and hold each other, and 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 when your wife is to see what happens is, and this is an assignment for many men. This is why, in a certain sense, people think that because sometimes intimacy is hard work and not fun, um, so they pull away from it. A lot of men they get very fatigued and tired after they release the zera for the first time, and that. And, and there's an exhaustion there, and they don't feel they have the kayak to continue, and they the, the, the first thing after two minutes of experiencing that sexual release, they're satisfied for themselves, and they say, okay, I'm very tired now, I want to go to sleep. While by the woman, very often, she's just starting. She's just starting to experience and getting aroused, and when you're the most tired, she, if you do this properly and you hug and you cuddle and you do whatever you need to do, it's sort of like, same like foreplay just after the intercourse for her, where you're not technically, the man is not enjoying it so much, but that is the Iker Aina. That is the Iker Aina. And it makes no difference, by the way, whether you're at a stage in your life or you have a physical, the physical is that you can after maybe 20 minutes, a half hour, develop another erection and be able to go again at it. And even if you can't, it really makes no difference. If you can't, there's other ways what you can do with your hands and whatever it is. I'm not getting into detail now on the technical aspects of this. But the bottom line is, is you could do a lot of things after the first time that you released and things up, you know, and, and, you're tired, but your your wife is wants to cuddle and wants to be 
um, you know, talk to you and wants to you to touch her and, and, and you know, she's starting to get really aroused and you're really not aroused anymore because you had just released and that's the way the male biological aspects work. It's very important to push yourself and work hard towards, despite your tiredness, and despite the fact that as far as the sexual need, it's been, it's fine for tonight, I'm done, you know? No, here is where comes the actual giving. But when you do this, you will develop a healthy pleasure in the fact that your wife is experiencing pleasure even though you're not experiencing pleasure at all or not as much pleasure. The etzem fact that she is enjoying herself and she's experiencing that pleasure is your maisa nesina, is your giving, and it gives you nachas ruach, that's good. That's a wonderful thing. So men are encouraged if their wives need that holding and that cuddling and they want to engage, and you, then you continue after the first time you're together, you continue to be with her and give her massages or whatever she wants to make her feel comfortable. And whether if she does get aroused again, fine. If not, not. No pressure. Just that you love her. But very often it will happen that she will get aroused again and she'll want to engage more. And you, you're already tired, but you, it's very important to continue and to do that. The idea being also is the word mutter, when we say that once a person's married, the sexual act is mutter. The word mutter is free, unrestrained, meaning usr means you're bound and you're tied, out, tied down. Mutter means you're free, which means that this mitzvah needs to be a free expression of the neshama. It's not pretzis. There is a, there is two jokes. It's sort of jokes, but uh, I heard. I don't remember the names, but I heard uh, from Chashuvah Rabbanim that they said this. Now, don't take this literally, of course, but one of them said that the biggest problem that men men have is that they, uh, in physical intimacies, that they learn Simen Reish Mem of the Shulchan Aruch. Now, I want to make it clear when I say this. You're mechuyev to learn Shulchan Aruch. And you have to know what is in Reish Mem. Reish Mem is basically the halachas of intimacy, what you could do, not allowed to do the proper mindset. Of course you should learn it. But you learn it with a Rebbe that's healthy, that understands what sexual intimacy is all about. Because... You, you need that framework. You need that if you if a if a bacher learns it just literally, you know, touching the word for word, and it gets into his head a certain thing that that this physical intimacy is very very uh, narrow and very strict and very, very formal, and you do what you got to do and you're done, and and you get that impression sometimes, and you need to learn that with a rebbe, not on your own, and to that your rebbe or your Manig should give you right hadracha in how to learn simen reish mem. So that's one of the things. And another one said a fascinating thing. He said that in the bedroom, it's it's the opposite of everywhere else. The more you have a yetsahara in the bedroom, the higher the kedusha. Again, it's a it's a fascinating statement 
that I heard some Rabbanim say. You can't take it literally, obviously. You know, you you, you can't hyper focus. You can't, uh, you know, be one track minded about this Indian when you're in the bedroom. You have to you have to concentrate on the whole totality of your wife and her personality and her neshama. But there is a lot of truth to what this statement says. The stronger the taiva is, the higher the kedusha is. Sounds opposite, but it's not opposite. Then the idea of trauma. There's a book called The Body Keeps Score. Talks about the 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 the, the symptoms of the symptoms of um, trauma and how to heal from that. That's important. We talked about Shana Rishayna and how the concept of Shana Rishayna, some aspects of it, needs to happen through the course of the life. Sometimes when you need a recharging, you could, like we talked about, make a year in marriage a Shana Rishayna, even though you're married for many years. It doesn't make a difference if technically that's not the halacha. But in Hashkafa, you could bring that mitzvah into a year later in your marriage to rejuvenate your marriage. That's a very important concept. The idea of bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu into this world. When we say, when you have beautiful vessels, it, it widens a person's mind. The idea being is that you expand on your Kedusha. Now, the one fascinating thing, I will be messiahing with this, the Ramban says that the Mishkan and the Migdash were fashioned after the tents of the Aves and the Imois, not the other way around, which is a Pella, which means that there was in those tents the Neir Shabbos Kodesh and the Bracha on the dough, which alludes to Kashrus, and Anani HaKovid, which alludes to Taharas HaMishpacha. Neir Shabbos is Neir Shabbos, obviously. The Menorah is, and, and then that reflected in the Migdash. The Menorah is a remez to the Hadlokas Neirais that took place in the tents of the Aves and the Imois. The Shulchan in the Mishkan and the Migdash represents the Chala that the Imois made, or Kashras. And the Orin, Ha'edus, is the Anani HaKovid because it gave Edus to the observance of the laws of Nida. And plus, you see, with the Aaron, there was the Kruvim that embraced. So you see the connection there. Hachain, which means to give grace, to have a chain. Hachain. The Rosh says, Hey is Adlaka. Ches is Chala. Nun is Nida. By keeping this, these halachas, not only do you achieve chain, but hachain, the grace, the highest grace of a woman and a husband being attracted to her, to his wife, is the kiyam of these three mitzvahs. Hachain, Hadloka, Chala, the Hilchas Nida. Or Chana is another way of putting it. Chana is a famous name of the mother of Shmuel that excelled in these areas and so on. So the idea is, and you see also from the B'nai Tzalavchad, how a woman can have a strong cheshik for for Ruchnius, in that case, who is the Chibas Eretz Yisrael. Don't underestimate. Sometimes men put down women, and in Ruchnius too. Never do that. Never do that. In many ways, women have a fire for Yiddishkeit, a fire for Ruchnius, even more than men do. Like the Benayi Slavchad with their Chibas Eretz, and in many 
and 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 with many other things to really recognize the chachmas nashim vanzabesa, and to respect that, and to admire that, and to love that about her. Brachan atzlacha.